It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what a goal! Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs. If you listen to the show for the first time, you can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, and Audio Boom. Records are under different audio platforms. We're of course on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too, and we are back. Not reviewing a Tottenham Hotspur match, possibly not even previewing another one to come the way it's going. But um, I'm delighted to be welcoming three great returning guests to the last one on Spurs. First up, um, listen, this man needs no introduction at all. He's providing a lot of the entertainment for tonight. We've got a massive quiz at the end. Yes, I've gone and given it away. I wouldn't sport it. We've got the brilliant Jan Venegor of Hesseling in the house. Jan, how are you? <laughs> Oh, good, e- good evening. For the, for the lack of uh, Conference League uh, this evening, I thought I'd go with a continental-flavoured name, uh, just in case uh, any of you boys and girls out there was missing the uh, Conference League, because you know how much we're all missing the uh, Conference League. And Rick, apparently, if we get slung out and we don't get to play Wrens, I think we drop into the Eurovision Song Contest and we've got Ingelbert Humperdinck away <laughs> in the next round. So, let's see what ba- happens. I'm still battling us to, bo- to bottle that when we come to Bosnia. I reckon I'll <laughs> we'll that off in the last minute. I might be wrong. Who knows? Um, but, you know, for us as an audio who can't see him, of course it is Richard Krakner. He's not Jan Venegov Hesselink. Well, the way this show's going, uh, don't be surprised if he makes an appearance with the lack of games we've got coming up. Who knows what we can get on this last one on Spurs, the way it's going. Also, delighted to have back on the show. Currently got a film out at the moment that a lot of you should be watching. If you're not, he'll be reminding you of this throughout the show. We've got the brilliant actor, Ricky J. Nor in the house. Ricks, how are you, my friend? Lovely to have you back on the show. Sorry, it's no game to talk about. Oh, mate. Uh, I mean, we, we might have to change the name of the show to Only Word on Spurs. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> what's happening, eh? What is happening? And no champagne tonight. If there's no games, there's no champagne, all right? So, uh yeah, I mean, and yes, the film is out right now on Netflix called Princess Switch Three. I was in uh, num- I was in two as well, which was that last year. But there's three films there. It's Christmas time. Jump in, 
Enjoy. Can I just say also, Rick, with the lack of games right now, you've got absolutely no excuse. You haven't seen the second one. To go yeah. back and watch the box set, right? Absolutely no excuse whatsoever. Absolutely. Do the whole, do all three of them. You know what I mean? And the last one is a bit of a heist as well. So it's around Christmas time, but there's a heist, exciting bit going on as well. So loads of hijinks, loads of fun, loads of jokes. You, you'll enjoy it. Trust me. Totally agree. Like I say, check that out. We'll be uh, dropping some sound bites on that throughout the show. Quite literally, the way it's going here with the lack of games, <laughs> we might get rid to put some of the uh, some of the script in here to kind of get us going for the next hour or so. Also, delighted to welcome back on the show. It's been a while. Last time he was on, he was previewing a game. Now he's just previewing. I'm not sure what you're previewing, Jake. I'm so sorry. We've got the great Jake Lambert, comedian in the house. And my God, we need some comedian effects the way this season is going with the lack of games. Jake, how are you? Lovely to have you here. I'm good. It's good to be back. We can just, if you want, we can just review the last last word on Spurs, then preview the next last word on Spurs. We'll just start <laughs> reviewing and previewing the own podcast. That's all we've got. Do you know what? That's not a bad idea, though, the way it's going. Now, so feel free to give us critique, give us feedback, and tell us what you think of the shows and where we can improve. We'll drop a survey monkey if we've got time. Uh, the way it's going over here, we'll see what we can do. Why, why don't we have like a goggle box of Last Word on Spurs, where we have like four other guests watching four guests talking about the Last Word on Spurs? But have you noticed, you never, goggle box is never on goggle box. Never. Why, why don't I have Gogglebox people watching Gogglebox? Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see that. It'd be like typing Google into Google, wouldn't it? Uh, it's the funniest thing. It's always me watching you, watching I. It'd be a very confusing situation for my wife. You know, a clue what's going on. She's watching me now. Then she's watching me before. Then she's trying to watch me in person. That's enough to make her want to turn off. So, do you know what I mean? I, I, can't think, I, I think they're all cottoning on, but we're just trying to pad a show out here because there's no <laughs> football. <laughs> we're just pitching other ideas for Sky Sports for their time. Don't worry. Don't worry. Listen, we've got lots planned on this show. Believe me. We've got the wonderful Europa Conference League to talk about, which we are still involved in somehow in that competition. Although, by the time we since tomorrow i can't promise you that we will be involved in that but um let's be honest about it guys it's been a crazy fortnight for tottenham and you know um unfortunately rich we'll start with you because spurs and antonio conte becoming far used to adapting and working around postponement of fixtures at the moment and again on thursday afternoon obviously earlier today um they probably confirmed that spurs match against leicester which was due to kick off six hours earlier would not be played and for conte that's his fourth match to be called off in just over a fortnight. That, of course, was a snow at Burnley, that major COVID outbreak at Spurs, which saw those fixtures against Wren, Brighton, Seenoff, and now Leicester's own struggles with the virus put into real, mm. real effect now, the match at the King Power Stadium. Rich, have you got any thoughts as to where we are at the moment and just what we're going to be facing in the next well, months ahead with regards to COVID and football? No, it's. Uh, I think it's a very fluid situation. It's an unprecedented situation. It's something that we've never had to come up against uh, before. Number one, uh, health and safety of players must be a priority. Um, so, you know, trying to cobble together teams or trying to get players playing, but just simply unwell isn't, it, it just isn't possible, isn't feasible. I think what the Premier League has to do firstly and foremostly is just communicate out to the fans um, quite clearly what their plans and structures are. They need to get something in place with some parameters uh, of, of what's going on because we could be looking at situations now of, um, you know, you could have a Man United-Southampton game and Southampton get maybe three members of the playing staff, but three very key important players. You know, if we lost Loris, Kane, 
uh, and maybe skip in the middle or something. That's three big losses. There's other areas we may be able to cope a little bit. So if you've got, say, a Southampton Man U, Southampton at full strength might have gone to Man U and got a draw. Um, if they got three really key players out, that's it. You know, it's game over and that's three points to Man Man United. So you've got to be careful that you're not going to start getting skewed results by cobbling some games together and some not. Do you know, so they've either got to sort of, you know, as my old nan used to say, shit or get off the pot. You can't like, you know, don't just sit there. You've got to do something. So either take a take a break or because it just looks like games is going to be so disrupted and so skewed at the end of the season, um, you know, it, it's going to be all over the place because some teams could just be in an unlucky run of themselves being hit by the virus or the team they're playing be, being hit by the virus. So you're going to get skewed results that way. And if somebody misses out from a Champions League place, which in the real world is a hell of a lot of money, you know, if you're fifth, and you know you're in you're in the cardboard cutout Champions League. You're you're getting two bob out of it next season. If you're in the Champions League, you you like you know you write your own checks, isn't it? So this is big money to to clubs that we're we're talking about here. So um, and the other thing that the Premier League also need to do is stop making fans an afterthought. They you know they're an afterthought with TV scheduling. We get games like kicking off at 8pm on a Saturday night, Southampton versus Newcastle. Sorry to pick on you against Southampton. Southampton away at Newcastle. No way of getting back from now Mm. on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday night, but but they just go ahead and schedule it. And like today, I think word started getting out about 1pm. Yeah. Um, or just before that, it looked like it was it was it was gone. The game was gone, and it was an hour an hour, a good hour later before there was any communication put out um, at all. And Spurs were probably sat waiting to actually tweet out, but the Premier League stopping them. Then Leicester put it out there, and then Spurs obviously followed suit. But at one two p.m. That's the time a lot of people was either getting on the road or just about to get on the road. So, you know, they've really got to start making decisions a little bit earlier and stop fans travelling, you know, and just basically wasting their time going to towns that they just need not really go to because the the, the game's off. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, we, we all understand it is a very, very fluid situation, but you must, must, must be... Clear and decisive, uh, decisive, uh, and early with 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 any comms. Absolutely, yeah, I completely agree. And um, come around to you, Rick. You know the irony of that latter postponement that Crackers was on about there, and um, it will not have been lost inside Spurs because the club had asked the Premier League after the Wrens match was called off last Thursday if they could postpone that Leicester fixture in order to face the French side in the Europa Conference League on Wednesday of this week, December the fifteenth. So. The irony now, obviously, of Leicester having to cancel, which again, listen, let's be honest about it, it's completely out of their hands. They've had a number of COVID cases, no centre-backs at all whatsoever before this game. And again, I think they're up to now what between 13 to 15 positive tests, or should I say results, which is obviously is really, really scary. Um, we understand that Premier rejected the request twice as they sought to protect their own season, that was Leicester, which had to take priority for them. And they pointed to the fact that Spurs already had games in hand. I mean, from the outside looking in, Ricks, for you, taking the fan emotive cap off, can you understand just how we're in this situation where, you know, it's hours before 
the game has been called off. Like Rich says there, not a huge amount of communication. Could more have been done to stop this? I mean, first and foremost, we don't know the ins and outs. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes and who's making these decisions and why they're making these decisions. What we do know is that Tottenham and Leicester both asked for this game to be called off a long time ago. And that would have not only helped the clubs involved, but also the fans that was about to travel down. Because obviously, us as Tottenham fans, if we're talking about our fans, <clears throat> you know, we've missed a couple of games already. We're missing our club. We're missing the football. It is Christmas time. Christmas time, we're used to having games every two, three days. So, you know, like a lot of the fans are missing that too. And a lot of them were eager to go and, and watch and support. Um, so, you know, get, making that decision earlier, and especially when both clubs were asking for it, you know, I, I think they probably could have, should have done that. But um, it, it, it's, so, it's not only been us this, this week, I suppose. Man United, Brighton was called off pretty pretty close to the wire as well. So, you know, we're, we're in a crazy time right now. Um, I agree with a lot of what uh, Jan Vinegar was saying there uh, a bit earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe we just need to, maybe we just need to like, just just lock, lock off the league and kind of take the winter break now um, and let everybody not only get COVID out of the system, those that have got it, but also just kind of give it a bit of time for it to clear out of the club. Because as, as we as Tottenham fans saw last week before the rain game, the cases, you know, were, were going up on the hour. What, uh, you know, like Conte said in the morning, one point, these boys, the boys that turned up were negative. And then after training, we've got one, two more cases that are positive which then means that they've spread it onto somebody else. It's going to take a bit of time for the symptoms to then kick in for the other, other people in the squad to then put out a positive test, you know? So um, maybe we just need a break here. Um, yeah, I mean, before, before, like, I mean, like Jan Vanegal was saying earlier, before we came on, before it gets to the point where it's like we've got 45 games in hand, and and we could win the league if if uh, only we play these games in hand. You know, before it gets ridiculous, maybe it's time for a break. Do you generally think we've got a chance, Rick, with 45 games in hand to catch City with 55 points ahead? <laughs> well, when we've got seven days to play, I mean, Rick, so I don't think so. Do you know what I mean? Play back to back every hour. Yeah, that would probably be the that would probably be what would happen with us. You know, being Spurs, it, it would just be something ridiculous. But. Um, I'll tell you. Yeah, but listen, we're we're used to it. I I think we've had it for a couple of seasons now, Ricks, where we've had like a crazy amount of games in a short amount of time. You know, it's it's happened so much. I remember, you know, Mourinho complaining about it. I remember Poch complaining about it a couple of times. So, when it's not, it's not like it's not, it's not like it ain't something we've dealt mm. with before. You yeah. know, so. I I think what will be key, Ricks, and uh, again, we'll come on to this during the show, is how, you know, Conte's mentality in terms of, you know, really digging into those players, driving into the fact that, you know, these games that are building up in hand now and almost knowing what you have to do in order to, like I say, get close to that top four. I think the good thing with Tottenham is they'll know exactly, because of our results and how they've panned out, exactly what Spurs need to do in terms of the amount of points to accumulate 
to get to where they want to be. So again, I mean, that's maybe one hand to look onto it. But I do just want to emphasize again um, our thoughts with everybody impacted with COVID at the moment. Of course, yeah. the city have had a number of COVID cases, Spurs, and I say anybody suffering from the virus, we wish you a very speedy recovery. And again, we have to emphasize, you know. Um, the podcast is designed to hopefully give people an hour or two of escapism away from what's going on in the world right now. And we feel like I say, hopefully it does that for you because, um, you know, there is a real serious situation in the world right now. And we're not in any way, um, you know, trying to disparage that or get away from that. I think that like I say for many of us, this is an hour or two just a way to talk about something that we love in terms of football, Tottenham. And we're all disappointed the games aren't on. This is the thing. It is, again, an escapism where, you know, you enjoy your football club for whether that be an hour or two hours. And I think the weird thing is now, like I say, we're really missing them, which is a strange thing to have at Tottenham Brandon Moment. We've gone through the last uh, four to five years. But let's bring Jake in. Jake, lovely to have you here. Um, as I've said, Spurs have had to deal with a massive outbreak themselves at the club. They had nine first-team players testing positive, uh, positive for coronavirus, five of them being the coaching staff, and a further staff around the club and a smattering of players across that under-23 development squad. So within that pool that players Conte's had to have been trying to draw upon, it's been a very difficult time for him over the past couple of weeks in terms of trying to bring some almost, you'd say, I would say discipline in training, but trying to almost bring a group together when... One day, he's playing with a player that he thinks will be in his team and he'll be training him. The next day, he's a positive to COVID. I mean, for a manager at the moment, Jake, is it almost impossible to try and build any sustained plans for the upcoming fixtures, bearing in mind what we're going for at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I dread to think what tonight's game would have been like if it had gone ahead. Because I think, isn't it anyway that, I don't know if it was just from COVID or through injuries that, Leicester didn't have any centre-backs. Absolutely, and, yep. And, and we can barely score. So it would have been sort of the opposite of the like unstoppable force and the immovable, immovable object. It would have been the complete opposite, just seeing if, <laughs> what, what could happen. It would have but, been Dagenham and Redbridge versus Oxford City uh, in, in the, in the uh, was it Valorama League? I think I'm being disrespectful to, to Oxford City there and Dagenham and Redbridge. Please accept my apologies. Yeah, it would have been like putting a uh, sort of a blind team against a blind goalkeeper and just seeing what happens. But I don't know. I don't think we would have got anything out of it. But I mean, it would have been it would have been interesting because it would have been interesting to see if maybe this is what it took for the some of those fringe players who maybe didn't want to show up in the Conference League to maybe think that they could actually play in the Premier League and make a difference. I think you saw the the leaked team yesterday. Was it that Dan put out? Then Alistair Gold did a few, and yeah. I think it was going to be. It looked like it was going to be. On Dombele and Weeks I've got it here for middle. you, Jake. I've actually got it here oh, for you. I can, I, can, I can read you, you out that team um, of what Spurs were going to have. So it would have been yeah. uh, Lloris in goal, Tanganga, Dyer, Sanchez, Doherty, Winks and Dombele, Regulon, Bergvine, Deli Kane. I can already hear the Twitter keyboards going in the background here. Already not going sure off. defence would have been worse. I'm not sure, yeah, but I can already hear them going on the background. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's it's interesting. Obviously, a lot of players weren't going to be back, and I know obviously some people, some players would have tested positive. Uh, obviously, we don't know; they don't let us know. And obviously, Conte's got a lot more insight and intel. So, some of the players that were tested positive wouldn't have had any symptoms. So, it could have been he knew full well that Son is at home, isolating, but it's perfectly fine and and is ready to go as soon as he's back. But we just don't know the situation. I just think. They should have called it earlier, I think, then they could have at least done the, they just could have done sort of a, what's it called, the, the circuit break within the Premier League and at least brought football back over Christmas, which would 
they've probably lost themselves a lot of money. What they can do, I think, with the situation they're in now, is they're lucky that there's no World Cup this summer because the World Cup is next winter. They can actually just prolong the length of the season rather yeah. than risking players' injuries by making everyone play a game every 36 hours. I think it might be an option for them. Yeah, I mean, I want to come on to that because I'm interested to get your guys' thoughts in terms of, you know, what does the rest of the season look like for Tottenham and in general for the Premier League? Because, um, again, we'll, we'll touch up on it. You know, I think over the weekend to come now, we've got four fixtures called off. Um, again, I, I don't think we've probably seen the last of that. It wouldn't surprise me at all if there's more to come on the basis mm. of just how many clubs at the moment are, I say, we're seeing posting positive results of coronavirus amongst their clubs. But um, Rich, to come back round to you, you know, Spurs, as we said, have to deal with that big outbreak. And as we know, um, going back to that Europa Conference very quickly, Rens were heading off on their winter break following next Wednesday's game at Monaco, which again made it attractive for Spurs to try and fit that game in this week, which we know was mm. pushed back by the Premier League. Um, so as things stand now, you know, Spurs, looking at it, you know, they, on the back of advice from the Health Security Agency, reopened the first team area of Hotspur Way earlier this week. As, and as that mm. week wore on, as we know, the cases seemed to drop. And um, for Spurs to be op- reopening those pitches for Conte, there was players there that he felt he had an availability to. There was, what, 13, 14 players that um, I think that's what was being speculated throughout the week that mm-hmm. might be available. Obviously, we couldn't put any names to them because, again, uh, for medical records, you can't name, I say, who has got COVID um, in that Spurs squad unless they consent to doing so. Um but the irony is, like I say, is Leicester were the ones that actually asked the Premier League to postpone that game on uh, tonight because um, due to their own cases they had, that had nine first-team players out. I mean, mm. Rich, would you not stagger alone based on the fact Leicester had, they had nine players out through coronavirus that at the time the Premier League simply refused to cancel it? Does that not baffle you for the amount they had there at that time? Oh, it's, Ricky, honestly, it's like the, the people that run the game, UEFA... Uh, especially, you know, it's like football at all costs, isn't it? It's just like, this must happen. We just cannot stop this this train running, you know. We've we, we got to have football. It's like, I don't care. Like, you know, I don't care your legs falling off. Just get up and play football, man. It's like, it, it's it's staggering, you know. I mean, <clears throat> we've, we've even had sort of tweets this week of like, oh, clever ploys by... Uh, Tottenham, like, you know, how, how clever to get this game called off and, uh, you know, it suits them and it's this, uh, this is bigger than football, Rick. You know, this is, uh, the whole issue is, even down to things like people's health and if they've actually got it, you, your health is is a private matter. So, you know, if if you've got it and you don't wish for people to know, that's your personal business, whether you're a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, or, you know, or, or a footballer. Um, even down to COVID statuses, you know, I've seen some really just awful takes on it. I was like Chiellini uh, having his booster jab done. And, and you know, Matt Law from was saying, oh, you know, Harry Kane should really be coming out and, you know, almost having his booster jab or, you know, giving us his COVID status live on on, on Twitter. It's like, no, you're none of your business, not my business or anyone's business. Your health is is a private matter. And this is where we've got a real muddy waters at the moment because it's almost like 
your vaccine status or your health status, even if you have got COVID, is for public consumption. And it simply isn't, you know, it's because that's that's an across the board thing. Just because you happen to kick a ball for a living and, you know, make the papers every day or, you know, you're a fine actor like Ricky or a fine comic like Jake, you know, it's it's none of our business if you're in just because you're in the public eye. You know, a, a banker earning 15 million quid a year gets all the privacy in the world. If you're a footballer earning 15 million quid a, a year, it's almost like this This is for, for public consumption. You know, it, it's like that, that whole thing is just so muddied between getting keeping sport going keep, uh, uh, and but like the, the bigger picture of people's personal health, their personal uh, privacy as well so yeah you know this like you know oh no we've got to get the game going and that no like if if these people are ill they're ill and that's it and then you have to go right okay don't play the game and we'll find a way forward somewhere somehow further down the line but at the moment this game simply just cannot take place so but as soon as you start throwing a few quid into into anything rick Mm. Every other principle that you normally like, you know, that a normal same human being, a decent human being would would like live their life by or live their standards by just goes out the window because all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, this has to happen because uh, there's sort of two million quid for us in TV rights for this. So, you know, p- please, please try and make this happen. So there has to be this real line between what's really important and then earning your money absolutely and i know many people maybe feel out there you know um people that you know aren't massive football fans they maybe feel that the players are almost being seen as guinea pigs that you know they're out there to simply perform mm. um you know for the pleasure of us fans and again we have to really i think appreciate the fact that these players the ones that do want to play they're putting their bodies on the line every time they go and play this game they're putting themselves in a bubble there um, you know, we've not a family bubble. We don't say they're, they're amongst 23, 24 players, whether that's staff members, uh, whether that, again, that's just people in and around the, the club as well. And um, I think, again, that is definitely, Rich, what you say, there are a reason to really try and understand just, you know, it's not just a case of football anymore. This is a, a you know, worldwide pandemic. It's a yeah. very serious situation. Yeah, it, but like, you know, but like a lot of issues, societal issues and bigger sort of mankind issues, Almost, it's like, well, what footballers doing about that? You know, is is like here's COVID that everybody's dealing with, but yeah, but but what's football doing about it? Why, you know, this footballer? No, nobody asks what sort of Jeff Goldblum vaccine status is, or Lady Gaga's like status, or Jake's mate Jack D, like you know, or, or anybody. It just seems anybody that's a celebrity, you know, whether that's music, film, theatre, comedy, they just go about their business. But all of a sudden, footballers, it just seems to be absolute public consumption. What's his COVID status? Is he ill? Has he got COVID? Why is he out? Is he recovered? How's he feeling? It's like, you know, people are entitled to their privacy, but football just and footballers always seem to get pushed to the front of mm. like, here's a big issue. What does football feel about this, or what's football doing about this? And like, sorry, but this not this time. It's just it's it's not just a football issue. It's it's a big no, issue. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, 
Rick, let's come back around to you. You know, we saw Brendan Rodgers actually say that um, they looked at the case. And I must make this point actually very quickly. Craig Bowler on the screen does say to me that, um, you know, although I said it was nine players at the time that were suffering from COVID, I think I have to mix into that. There was illnesses amongst the squad and injuries. So, Craig, I take mm. your point there. But I think suddenly since then, I must say, I think Leicester's uh, case have shot up to, I think, over 13 today. So, again, um, in amongst that, that tells you just how big that issue has been for Leicester in terms of the amount of coronavirus cases around the camp, which subsequently for them has meant they've shut their training ground and, as I say, ceased operation for the moment from a footballing perspective in terms of the training. But, um, Rick, you know, Brendan Rodgers said that we looked at it, but unfortunately they weren't granted dispensation. And it's disappointing because as a team and a club, we have always wanted to support all the measures. You know, has Brendan Rodgers got a right to be frustrated by just the lack of support from the Premier League on this one? Of course, of course, Ricks, of course. And, and you know, it's, it's crazy because it is a developing story. Even though that COVID's been around for, you know, what is it, two years now, it's still developing, you know? And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, seems, it seems like it's, it could be an easy answer. You know, once you've, re- you know, recorded a certain number of players that, okay, the game should be called off or that club should be put into quarantine for a minute until they can recover. But like the boys are saying, and like we've all known for, for the past two years, you know, you know, we've, we've all been wearing face masks in the, in, on the train and in the shops and it, COVID hasn't gone anywhere. There's been a spike. There's been a massive spike. So now we, I think the, the league have got to kind of look at ways in which they can pre- pre- prevent this from happening. I mean, wh- whether that means, you know, when players come in in the morning, they get in an hour earlier or they start training an hour later. And they all, like, for instance, at Tottenham, you know, we've got the, the lodge, the hotel. So, you know, when they come in in the morning, if they all go into their rooms, get their tests done, wait an hour and then start training, maybe, maybe that's a, a way of kind of doing it. Or if you register a certain number of players, it should just be, you know, once somebody's confirmed it, once an official's confirmed that it ain't somebody trying to try, trying it because they've got some injuries, you know, that there is actual cases and there is an actual kind of spike and an outbreak happening, then, you know, it, sh- it should be automatically locked off. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand the confusion with it. Um, but again, the reason I don't understand the confusion because I don't understand the parameters of, of which the people with power are making these decisions. Like Rich was saying there, this is a this is a this is a world problem and it you know it calmed down for a while but it hasn't gone anywhere. Um we do have to learn to kind of you know to live with it in a sense because I don't know whether it's going anywhere for another year. You know, are we gonna be in the same position next year? I don't know. Yeah. So there, there has to be, you know, some kind of flexibility, and there has to be some protocols that go in for the players, as well as, as well as us, you know, humans, as well as us people that are walking on the street, left, right, and centre, and trying to get our Christmas shopping and stuff like that. There, you know, I, I, but it's crazy. It's crazy. I, me personally, I'm just so frustrated with COVID. I'm over it. I'm just like, please, I'm done. Do you know what I mean? I'm done, you know, um, and but it's a, it's it's a real life problem. There's people getting it, and it's 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 not just you know some people that haven't got it just see the word COVID and like myself. So you know, touch wood, 
I haven't got it as yet. And uh, so I haven't had to deal, deal with the symptoms. But there are long-lasting symptoms. I've got friends that, you know, are still getting their taste back and stuff like that. And, you know, and some go into cold shivers and kind of fevers and, you know, a dizziness. Standing up can be dizzy and stuff like that. And so if some of the players have got it, it's not just like, oh, they've got it and hopefully three days later they can get back to training and get on the pitch for, a, you know, a fast-paced Premier League game. They, they, they need time to recover. And then, and then get back up to speed. So we do need some some kind of protocols, some type of some type of um, rules and regulations that, yeah. that could help this situation, Rick. It's, it's interesting, Rick, because even I felt even last season with the Premier League, I felt there just needed to be more clarity. Um, even when Arteta got the virus and the, the lack of communication, you know, throughout that period as to what was going to happen with the Premier League, it almost felt like it was enforced upon them because we went into a lockdown. And I'm not mm. saying one minute that I don't want football because obviously we listen. We rely on football to do the podcast, right? To some degree, and I people are thinking, well, what about the last four shows? But we still rely on football. We still need Tottenham, in all I say, to be able to talk about Tottenham and to make the last one of Spurs what it is. I mean, Jay, coming around to you, you know, at the moment, you know, you look at the Premier League, and um, again, you know, the rejection from both clubs, as we understand, because Spurs also try to get the game called off as well as Leicester. It ended up meaning that Spurs went with an understrength squad travelled on Wednesday afternoon up to Leicester, where they booked into a hotel. Uh, then on the Thursday morning, like I say, this morning, they then waited for the game later on that evening. Then they get word very, very late on, almost six hours before the game isn't going ahead. I know we've already mm. touched upon from the Premier League perspective, Jake, um, the real lack of communication. How do you think the players are feeling, Jake, on this point? Do you think they're comfortable with the travelling? Is that difficult to answer? Um. Undumbele will be happy. He doesn't have to play. (laughs) 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 He he can't believe his luck. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) well, the players, I I think, to be honest, um, I don't think they mind because, as as Conte said the other day, they have to go back to their families and stuff. They don't want to be playing Leicester if there's a virus around, just like any of us wouldn't want to go and play with, you know, 11 players who might have COVID. But, to be honest, I I personally didn't think the game was going to go ahead tonight to the point where I don't have um, BT Sport, but I was going to buy the month pass so I could watch the game before I came on here. And I was like, I'm going to wait until about five minutes before kickoff because I know what's going to happen. And luckily, it would have been the worst time to buy a month pass before <laughs> before there's literally no games on. But um, I don't th- I don't think the players will mind. To be honest, I think that um, that they didn't seem to mind when they went up to. Burnley and it was snowed off and that was probably a lot worse and they wouldn't have been able to expect that I think there would probably be a little bit in the back of their minds today even whilst training with them thinking this might not go ahead um, I think prob- I'd be interesting to ask and see what the actual players want but if both clubs are trying to get the game called off then I assume that all the players wanted it too so they're probably just happy they don't, don't have to play around load of players that are clearly infected, especially it would have been terrible for us if the players of ours that weren't infected went and played and then got infected. And then suddenly we've got two teams, which is sort of yeah. actually what Nuno tried to do a couple of weeks ago. Maybe he was thinking ahead of things when he left, when he left 11 of them at home. Maybe there was, <laughs> was a, a method to the madness there when you know after all. <laughs> it turns out. 
Joe, you know I mean, at, at the moment, as I think, Stan, you know, it, this follows for Spurs. You know, when you look at the games that have been called off, I mean, um, Watford's trip to Burnley was called off just two and a half hours before kickoff, and that was on the previous evening. We saw Manchester United game against Brentford being postponed on Sunday's uh, match, and then obviously we saw subsequently, obviously before that, Spurs Brighton being called off. I mean, we've seen Brentford manager, Rich, coming over to you, uh, Thomas Frank, call for all of the weekend's Premier League fixtures mm. to be postponed. So he does seem to be taking the account that he thinks there should essentially be almost that break. And we, we are going to come on to maybe in the second half of the show to discuss where we do feel the Premier League needs to go. Um, but would you support that, Rich, as a fan, actually having a, a, a break um, from the weekend's fixtures in general? Or do you think there is a need and a rhythm? Because obviously people are looking at Conte. Spurs were just getting into their groove, you feel, just getting mm. used to the way Conte plays, the style of football. Um, as fans, we were all getting very, very excited. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, do you know what? I think maybe this weekend, just like take a little step back, have a break, see if it helps. I think it might also give the authorities running the game a little bit of time to come together uh, maybe meet with clubs, meet with chairmen, meet with managers, maybe some senior players as well, and just try and discuss what everybody's wants and needs are in this and just try and find a, a, a way forward. Because I think it's quite clear, as Ricky said earlier, th this, this isn't going anywhere. You know, it, it, this is like, you know, this is variant number four, I think there's something like 700 different variants of flu. There's 200 different variants of colds, um, you know, and here's another virus, which is different to those two, by the way. But you're going to get lots of variants. So I think this is something we're going to be having to live with, uh, you know, for, forevermore now. Mm. So I think really it just needs to be this pullback and trying to find ways uh, of making the best of it. I don't think there is a utopia with it, Rick. I don't think you're actually going to find a way of getting football back and having it like to everybody's taste. Because even with the restrictions themselves, as we've seen, I've you know I've been reading the comments. There's people out there that are like, "No, come on, we can't keep stopping. Uh, let's get back out there. Let's not be fearful of this." right through to people saying we need to go back into lockdown and every opinion between one, one end of the scale and the other. So there's no easy answer with this. If you don't have fans at the stadium and put players into bubbles, like, you know, Spurs are incredibly lucky. If they try and find a way where we have, like, you know, these bubbles that they sort of had in cricket where, you know, there's no contact with the outside world, We've got a beautiful hotel at the training ground now that all the players can stay. But again, you're starting to infringe on people's lives because they're not going to see children. They're not going to see mums and dads. They're not going to see wives, you know. And believe it or not, people, footballers are people, you know. They, they have, you know, they have wives and kids and mums and dads that they love and mums and dads that are getting old and ill and da-da-da, you know, and everything else that you, I, and everybody else has, they have these things. So if you take them away from their family units just so they can do their job, that's, that's not an answer. If you take fans away from stadiums to try and stop the spread, 
we all saw what football was like when we had nobody in the stadium. Like sort of 50%, more, possibly more of the Premier League's product is that atmosphere. This is why people tune in from all around the world because they love that they love hearing that atmosphere at English football grounds. You know, you go out to Asia and places like that, they, they love it. They love to hear the songs and they love to hear the atmosphere and, and the great. So, you know, all of a sudden you're diluting that, that part of the product. So it is really, really difficult to find a, a silver bullet answer to this but if we do take a break this weekend they may be able to just have a few days of as I say coming together the Premier League the FA the clubs senior players chairman and see if we just can't find something that you know works to maybe a 75 percent 80 percent for everybody if you see what I mean it's not going to be easy and I, I I don't know if that that is there, but giving you a few, giving everybody a few days to draw a breath and try and come up with some ideas might be the way forward. Yeah, no, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, as I, as we know, things stand at the moment. The effective fixtures for the weekend are Southampton v Brentford, Watford versus Palace, West Ham versus Norwich, and Everton versus Leicester. Again, it's an ongoing developing situation. So by the time uh, you listen to this show, maybe on your uh, say way to work or working from home. Or wherever you like to say are watching this, um, again, that figure may be added. But um, we are going to go for our first break of the show for our listeners on audio. Taking into this break, you're going to hear from Anna from Spurs XY, who gives you her thoughts from Spurs' latest game for the women's. Uh, when we return, we'll be discussing, hopefully, Tottenham Hotspur playing Liverpool to come. And also, we have got a crucial League Cup tie against West Ham, which again, um, we have to say this now, hopefully it's going to be going ahead. There's so many games with Tottenham backed up. And again, we'll be discussing what that looks like for Tottenham. Hello, everyone. I'm Anna from Spurs XY. And welcome back to the Spurs Women segment here on The Last Word on Spurs. So on Wednesday evening, we played <clears throat> apologies against uh, Coventry in the Conti Tires Cup. And it was away. So unfortunately, the game wasn't televised or streamed or any way of watching it. I unfortunately couldn't make it. But I had a friend who went there. And he gave me a short summary. We made a number of changes to the starting lineup, which was as expected. Uh, we started all right, and then we scored a first goal. Esther Morgan got it, which was great. Um, we also then had a couple of chances, like Tang missed a sitter. And then we took um, a second goal, a second um, goal to make it 2 0. Um, into half time. So it sounded like everything was going quite well for us. Unfortunately, though, in the second half, um, a goalkeeper error. Becky Spencer came back in goal, but a goalkeeper error meant that uh, they pulled one back. Then Jesse Green hit the crossbar, but unfortunately, later down the line, they equalised. Um, we lost a little bit of our confidence, and we haven't, and we didn't stop play so well. We hit the bar again, um, and then at the end, Rachel Williams made it three-two. So, thankfully, we came away with the win. Our next game is back in the Barclays WSL. It's on the weekend on Sunday at home to Everton at the Hive. Unfortunately, it cashes with the men's game, which may or may not go ahead. We'll have to wait and see. But hopefully um, it goes ahead. If you have an opportunity to go down, go and support the women. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show and come on, you Spurs. Jake, let's kick off with you because, um, again, we're in that situation now where, as we've discussed, Quite frankly, although Liverpool is subject to being on this weekend, I think none of us will be surprised if that game 
does get called off due to the nature of what is happening right now in the world and football in general. So I want to ask you a question from a footballing perspective now. Does this mm. suit Tottenham having all these games in hand? Do, do you generally believe it's an advantage to know what you have to do? Well, it, there's a few reasons I think that it's an advantage. One is because Conte kept saying um, that he didn't have enough time to work with the players and he hadn't had time. So now he's definitely going to get that, even if it's via Zoom, whatever way, he's going to have a way to sort of work with them and do tactics. If we play Liverpool in January, then they've got players um, at the African Cup of Nations and that works in our favour because that's Salah and Mane. Um, and I don't think any of ours. I can't think of any of us. But um, no, not at the moment. No, no. I, I think I think I mean it, it feels bad to say because we're talking about a pandemic and a virus. But I think it's actually worked in Tottenham's favour, especially if when we do start to play these games, we've made a couple of signings that Conte needs and that we definitely needed. Um, you just got to hope that. Levy doesn't sort of use this as an excuse as to why we've lost a few funds and can't spend because I wouldn't put that past him either. But um, I, I think it's worked in our favour. I feel really bad saying it. But I mean, if we can play West Ham in the Cup, I mean, actually, yep. it's probably quite a good time to play West Ham at the minute. They seem to be sort of stalling a bit. Um, although, obviously, we know Spurs, they think they're going to turn up against us because it's always their final anyway. Um, but I think it would have worked out in our favour. I think that we're going to haven't had a rest which Kane maybe needed maybe I mean under Mele obviously always needs but a lot of the players will have needed that rest I think Conte gets to work his tactics a bit he gets to see which players he, he could use he gets to bring a few players in um, yep. and the good thing is I mean personally I don't I don't want us in the um, Europa Conference thing well to be honest I mean now if it was a, if I didn't want it I didn't want us to be playing in it and now we're not playing at all so you've got to be careful what you wish for but mm. I think that if we didn't have that, and then we just can just play them like we can midweek games, obviously we're going to have, I think, probably more than anyone else because of the oh, absolutely, yeah. snow I've... fixture. We're one of the first to go. Yeah, nobody else does. It'll be yeah. classic Tottenham always, make, always in the headlines no matter what, even if we're not playing. Yep. Well, of always course, you know, we've obviously got Brighton out to fit in as well. And obviously, again, now Leicester. I mean, uh, Rick's coming over to you. You know, we, we saw yeah. about all these games now being backed up. And I think, you know, I've seen, again, diverse amount of comments here. Some people don't think it's an advantage. But, you know, with Conte, I've always felt he's one that can tap into the mind. And I think we have to remember, mm -hmm. you know, Conte's Chelsea side, they went, what, is it 13 straight wins to stop Tottenham from winning the mm -hmm. title that season? So they have got, you know, well, Conte's team's almost have an ability to churn out the wins. And again, it's just so disappointing because you felt with Tottenham, we were just getting into our rhythm, as I said, where... You almost had that build-up between, you know, going to faces the the Brentford, the Norwiches, and I think it would have been good to kind of have that step up to the Leicester away. But then the potential, Rick, of having to go straight into Liverpool with very little match time, and I think this is a key thing. You know, having games it's different to training, and again, you have to add into the fact that you know Spurs they may have some players back from COVID. I don't know whether that's going to be so much of a bigger jump to go straight from playing the likes of the Norwiches and the Brentford to then go straight into Liverpool. Does that concern you at all, Rick, for you? Yeah, a little bit, Ricks. I mean, we do we do well when we've got rhythm and momentum. And we was just building that up. And I think you summed it up great in the sense of the games that we had there were a great way to kind of like just keep stepping, just keep stepping and put the building blocks in that Conte wants, you know. 
to go into a game, and especially against Liverpool, who are they're on fire. There's no other other way of saying it. You know, they're playing great football. You know, Salah scores when he wants. You know, and they're playing, and you know, the football that they're playing is really quick, quick, rapid. It's skillful. It's one touch. There's a lot of good that they're doing right now. So going up against them after not having any warm up games or anything like that, you know, or coming out of our rhythm and momentum, I, th- I think it could be really difficult. Um, I always prefer the points on the board. I've always been that way, you know, whenever we've had a game in hand or whenever somebody else has had a game in hand over us, I've always preferred having the points because in the Premier League, you just never know what's going to happen. And you you can't rely on one team to lose and another team to win. Many a time, many a time in, um, in, in the, there's a, there's a betting, there's a little betting thing that my mate does called last man standing where you pick one team every week. And, um, you know, whoever, you know, you can only pick them once. And by the time you get to the end, there's only one person, last man standing, and that person takes out all, all the money. But there's been many a time that I've put, like, Man City, City have played somebody in the bottom three, and they end up losing. Or I put in, like, somebody who's been losing in the bottom three to go and lose, and then they end up winning. This is the Premier League we deal with. You know, it's a, it's a totally different beast. So it's tough. I think it's going to be really tough for us. I prefer the points on the board and especially going up against someone like Liverpool with their pace, with their power, with their rhythm, with their momentum. I think it's going to be a really, really tough game. It never is an easy game for us, is it really, against Liverpool? Um, it's always a toughie. And, um, you know, they, I think if if the game does go ahead against Liverpool, I think they're going to have the advantage. But then, looking at the silver lining of it, Ricks, I look at the first game of the season where we came up against Man City and, you know, they they wasn't so on it and we were up for it, you know, for that first game of the season. Best game under Nuno's reign, I still think, you know. So, um, it could help, but I doubt yep. it. I doubt it. The way that we play week in, week out, Mm. I think we need we, we need that, and especially with Conte. And just one last thing, Rich, mm. before I move on. Mm. Um, what is it? Oh, sorry, the missus is just coming in at the same time. Um, <laughs> but uh, you, speaking about um, the vaccinations and stuff like that, when yep. when I was on the film, uh, we was getting tests every two days, right? So the you know every se- second day. We had one day off of getting those rapid tests, and that's the best way that we kept our bubble kind of COVID-free. You know, we all stayed in the same hotel for the two, three months that we were filming, and we and everybody. When I'm talking about like the hotel staff had tests every two days, the catering staff, the techies, the cast, the crew, the director, everyone that was involved had yep. tests every every two days for two to three months. And we managed to be COVID-free for the whole time that we were filming. So I don't know whether that's happening right now, but maybe something along those lines or, you know, test every day, test every morning, like I said before training. Maybe something like that could start helping. Yeah. Uh, it's important you bring that point in, Rick, because I say we've got, we got new people that are joining, like I say, all the time. They've just kind of cottoned on and listening. Again, we have to, you know, put this point across. That obviously we understand there's obviously a... Uh, you know, a worldwide pandemic out there. And uh, before I come to Rich, you know, some people will probably feel maybe football continuing 
as normal at the moment, does feel increasingly unsustainable. And we have to make that point, that both in terms of public health and, less importantly, sport and integrity, uh, there'll be some out there screaming, well, hold on a second, maybe we should just, you know, like some of the guys have said here maybe tonight, have that break and then come back. But I think the problem you've got at the moment is that um, if you go for that break, you just don't know when you're coming back at the moment because the nature of what we're up against. Um, Rich, coming back round to you, this Liverpool game, that at the moment, mm. as we emphasise, at the moment it's still... Um, on schedule to be played, but we have to emphasise that can obviously change in the coming days, coming hours even. In a way, Rich, you know, Rick mentioned there about the Man City game and the Kane situation almost gave the group a reason to be galvanised. Do you think in any way, Rich, with what's gone on in that camp over the last two weeks, they've seen their friends catch a very deadly virus that are coming back to recover now. Conte, almost in a way you feel, has had to really even become closer, tight-knit with that group at Tottenham. Does that in any way give us any advantage or any benefit having, I don't know, time with the manager to really plan out the course of the season here? Or do you think it's difficult to say that when you just don't know at the moment an 11 that you can feel when you know at any moment in time somebody can go from negative to positive in a matter of hours mm. on the training ground? <clears throat> Well, that, that's, that's also the same for Liverpool, isn't it? Course, because between course. now and the weekend, they could lose three, four, as I was saying at the top of the show, they could lose three or four real key players. And then Spurs go there uh, with every chance of getting some sort of result if they have lost three or four of those key players, but have got second string players uh, uh, to, to come in. You know, if they lo- lose the right three, four players from that squad, then that gives us a chance. But this is what I was saying at the top of the show, where you're going to start getting some skewed results because, uh, you know, we, we Matt, if we went there full strength against their full strength, it's very difficult. It's not impossible. You know, the teams do go to places like Liverpool. I remember last season, was it, or season before, um, I think somebody like Burnley went there and got a result. It, it, it may well come to me. Somebody might put it in the comments. And you thought like, wow, didn't see that coming. Or it was maybe a Norwich or somebody went there. So it, it can happen. But again, with postponed games, um, is there some validity in saying, right, OK, replay this in a month's time? Um and, you know, but you've got to have the same squad. Sorry, yeah, we are at home, aren't we, uh, this, this weekend, you know? But, yep. but yeah. playing Liverpool, you see, you know, the, the point's still valid of if they've got four or five players out, it's still, it's still a tricky it's a tricky game for us, you know? So, but with postpone, postponed games, is there, a, as I say, a validity in saying, right, OK, replay that game, but you can only play use the players that was available at the time when the game was postponed. But then that opens up to malevolence of like, oh, well, you know, I know Salah was out and we was going to play Origi, but Origi's got a hamstring injury now. So, like, you know, you've got to allow us to play Salah. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's like, but, you know, as you were saying, with giving Conte some time with the players to maybe get them mm. ready to play, they still have to play, Rick. Nothing will no. match get fitness, the juices isn't it? It's not going. the same as anything. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you can you can sort of prep them and prime them and prep them and prime them, but yeah. until you actually give them a game, 
Ricky and Jake will probably tell you, Jake, uh, you know, I dare say plays a lot of the upstairs of pubs, working a bit of new material. Um, you know, uh, 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 as comedians do, they go out there and they, they, yeah, they yeah. do a little bit of new material in front of 50, 60 people, a little bit of a test group. But nothing, Jake, I, I, I bet, sort of primes you up for them big shows you get when you get a big comedy store show. Ricky, the same. You probably do a few acting workshops and a little bit of like, you know, sort of small theatre again above a pub doing something and, you know, getting involved. But then all of a sudden a film comes along or a big theatre production and all of a sudden the juices are going, aren't they? You know, it's, absolutely, you know, bro. I, I'm mm. the same thing doing my Spurs Legends nights. You know, we get some where we get smaller crowds and then all of a sudden they go over to Dublin and you've got 300 people in a room with yeah. Ledley King. And it's like, you know, you're like, wow, here we go. Like, you know, there's just that little bit of something. So Conte can prep them, work with them, work on four, four twos, three, five twos, but nothing's going to beat that feeling of playing, uh, of playing football. And especially in front uh, of a crowd as well. Every footballer will tell mm. you, when we were playing and there was no crowds there, we saw some crazy results, didn't we? How yeah. many away? Well, the, the Villa game, was it seven? They beat Liverpool, was it 7-1, 7 7-2 yeah, it Liverpool? was just yeah. like, you know, because, yeah. because it skewed the whole atmosphere and the vibe of what they normally do is, is skewed. So, you know, it's it's going to be difficult Sunday uh, if, it, if, it go, if it goes ahead, you know. So, so let, let's see. Uh, we, I think we've all learned with living with this COVID, it's now Thursday. Sunday's a million years away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. so we're just going to have to see. It's a day by day. It's poco poco, as they say in Spain. <laughs> little by little. <laughs> Quite, quite literally. Um, you know, it's it's weird, isn't it? I mean, it feels so, I say strange sometimes. I sort of talk about football when I say it feels like the, the Norwich game, as you said earlier, Rick, is it feels such a long way ago now. Um, when you're viewing Rick at the moment, that kind of battle for the top four, and again, we have to emphasise that. Um, listen, Spurs again, they may be on Sunday. Um, with what's going on right now, as we said, who knows? Does it? Has it changed for you, Rick, over the past month or so when you've got those games backed up and you almost know what you need to do? And we've talked about Conte's mentality. Does it change your view of that top four being more achievable now than what it was maybe a month or so ago? I mean, it helps. It, it definitely gives you something to aim for, but it doesn't change that, you know, we're going to be going game by game. And every game we want and need to win. Do you know what I mean? Like, even even before the games in hand, we was looking and we're like, oh, we're only three points, you know, off top four. We're only four points off top four and stuff like that. But we still need to play those games and win them, you know. So, you know, one of our games in hand, technically, if if we play uh, Liverpool on Sunday, that's going to take up one space, right? One game, an extra game played. There's three points of not three points, you know. So. Uh, we, we've just got to go. The, the, I think the remit is simple. We, we've got to go game by game, and we're looking to win every game. You know, we are. Conte's that guy. Like you said about the 13 game winning streak, he's that guy that's going to be thinking about that. And um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the more other teams play, and it concertinas a little bit, and we can see that, oh, we haven't played in three or four, and we're, we're still only a couple of points off. It makes it 
maybe it, it can increase the encouragement. Maybe it, it can increase the energy amongst the squad to be like, it's achievable. But we've been here many times. Yeah. We've been here many times. I remember mm. when we was one point, one point off top four and we finished with one, one point. Yeah. And then on the last day, do you know what I mean? We don't want to have to mention lasagna gate. And no, we, no, no. Listen, yeah. we've, we've been there. We've been of there. Of course. Of course. No, <laughs> so I totally we, agree. We need the points on the ball. Take it one game at a time. And uh, we need to win. That's it. Yeah. doesn't matter who it is. No, I, I agree on that. I mean, it's interesting, Jake, what Rick says there about, you know, going game by game. And, you know, with, with Conte and Tottenham in general, you do feel that there is, as we said, there was that steady momentum building. I just wonder, Jake, from your perspective, has your expectations changed at all on Conte, bearing in mind the decent start he's had? Or again, is it still in your eyes, Uma, almost still a bit of a transitional season? But with one eye thinking, you know, that top four, you know, the games we've got backed up and knowing what we need to do, is that achievable and realistic to have that aim? Yeah, I mean, I think I was I was one of the few people who, when Conte came in, I'll tell you what happened, actually. I think it was when it was the United game, that Nuno thing. And I, I, I was generally laying in bed and I was thinking, what, what happens if, if we just decide, you know, Tottenham is a football club, it doesn't work, shut it down and we all just move on. And I was thinking, is it going to get that bad? And then I saw online that Conte was coming, a rumour, I'm sure none of us believed it until even now, sometimes no, I still can't know. believe it. Yep. Soon now it takes some convincing. But, I fell asleep that night just dreaming of it, thinking, imagine, finally we've got... Because obviously we all loved Potch, but I think early on we are talking about how Liverpool's always a tough game. And I still, I take Liverpool. I think, I think as much as Klopp winds me up, he, I just think he's just, he's just obviously good at his job. He knows what he's doing. And I've just, the belief I have in contact, I've just not had it. I mean, sometimes Potch would, you know, we can all, all look back with rose-dinted glasses, but there were some mistakes here and there. Like, Lucas Moore in the final, maybe. Obviously, we all sort of wonder about what could have been. But that aside, Conte is the first one I properly, I think, properly believed in. I remember sort of when I was younger, even, and you know, we had like Jerry Francis. I was thinking, why can't we just have a manager that's sort of exciting that we sort of get behind? And I sort of, we never quite, and Potter was the closest we had to that. Mourinho, we thought, could be. Conte, as soon as he came in, I was thinking, top four, I think, if they're going to give him the money, if he's going to have, well, he, obviously, I don't think he, I'm not in the belief that he needs money, but he's obviously needs the player. Players he's going to get are going to cost because you know, obviously, he needs the quality that sort of matches him. I think with January coming, and I think you know United sort of slipping up a little bit. I thought like Arsenal going all, all up and down. Ricky, you just see my message in the private chat. I was trying to go for a wee. So I, I didn't want to just run up on it to make sure you'd seen that. I'll go in a second. No worry. Isn't Eric Dye going for the shit? We won't broadcast that one. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you'd seen that in case you forgot to mute me and suddenly you could just all hear me go away. <laughs> so I thought I'd leave it. But this is why my... um. It's made my answer more passionate because I'm jiggling up and down trying not to go. <laughs> trying not this to is, go with my dad. Sorry, he's a piss. I tell you, this is great. You go back. Should we just keep him going? Is this better than the game? Is it? <laughs> Getting so excited. But I'm... <laughs> we must let him go if he doesn't need to go. Honestly, Jake, if you need to go, absolutely fine. We'll we'll come back round to you. But um, no, I think what, what you well, said. Thank you. There, I'll be back in a second. But I hope that makes sense. Fine. What I was trying to no, say is, I totally. think we can do top four, even though this is a transitional season. And, yeah. And and I I think that. Even knowing what we've got to achieve will help us. I think it's going to be an advantage, and I'm sure other clubs will let us know on Twitter that it was an advantage. And if we don't make it, we'll, we'll set it as a disadvantage. 
Yeah. But personally, I think, I believe for the first time in a long time, and I think top four can be ours with a couple of signings. And that's why I think having the big break and not having to play these games with the squad we've currently got is an advantage. I'll be back in a minute. I think it's so impressive to sort of piss yourself. Jake, Jake, Jake don't, forget the, don't, don't forget to switch your microphone off, Jake, or it's going to be like one of those fall asleep hypnosis uh, tapes where you can hear water gently trickling in the background as, as Ricky, uh, Ricky speak, uh, talks you to sleep. You are feeling sleepy. And, and, a bit, and a bit of trickling water in the background. <laughs> Dear God. Richard, Richard you're a... Can we hear that in the background? I think yes. Yeah, we can. We can. We can hear it. <laughs> Listen, you know what? You know what? I watched Naked Gun last night. Where oh, Neil what a film. Honestly, to the toilet I love that. And he has like a Listen. half an hour. Wait. Listen. <laughs> He's taking his hands free. That's why. He's taking his pods with him. Who needs football matches? Who needs football matches? He's not going to wash his hands. Let's listen. Let's listen. If he washes his hands, wash his hands. Yeah, let's hear. We've got a flush. We've got a flush. Where is this show going? We're always promoting on this show. Don't you worry about it. Always promoting the uh, the right way to go. I feel like I feel wrong about the football now. Rick, Rich, is your um, is your perspective changed at uh, all, Rick? Uh, <laughs> Wait for the fart. Uh, <laughs> oh, better out than in. Better oh. out than in. Oh, I'll tell you, Jake. We've had a, we've had right. funny. You muted me then. I had these in my pocket. Honestly. <laughs> You're all fine. You're all fine. I said he'd do what it. I, I said he wouldn't mute it. Did you not mute it? I no. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I had them in my pocket. Could you I thought it? you had the ability to mute from your end. <laughs> no right, Jake. The Listen, camera was. We're Listen. all glad that you flushed your toilet and washed your hands, mate. Washed That's your all. hands. Yeah. All right. We're just we're happy that you done that. Jake moves waiting for the cheeky little air biscuit as you was having a tinkle then as well. You go, oh, name that tune in one. <laughs> oh, well, we've no games to play, whatever fills the time. Uh, I, I mean, how do we come out of talk football after this? Rich, let's, 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 let's attempt it, Rich. Has your thoughts, Rich, changed on, on Conte? From... <laughs> As your, as, as your thoughts changed with Conte since you came through the door now? A month, what, it'll be six weeks in now? Has your um, expectations have been changed? Bearing in mind, we've got these runner games back-to-back, well, what will come up, knowing what we have to do to ultimately achieve, hopefully, a, a top-four finish. Is that realistic to think that? Oh, man, I, I, I think, think it is. Oh, oh sorry. Rich, sorry, I, I didn't know if it was Rich or Rich. Oh, I said no, Rich. No. I said, where is this did going, this Rich? show? I said Rich. I did say All Rich. Right, you, you, you go, Rich. You go, you go. And then on. Rick's comes in after. <laughs> I did. You know what, Rick? He, he, he's quality. He comes He comes with premium, doesn't he? We we just knew that he was going to like throw everything at it. I hope Ricky ain't going for one now. At least he's <laughs> muted. Anyway. Um, <laughs> back, back to Conte. Like, He's class, isn't he? He's his pedigree speaks for itself. He's and I I like I liked what he was doing. I love his passion. I love just how much he was kicking every ball on the sideline. 
And, you know, it's just, it was fantastic to see. And you could see it beginning to rub off on the players as well. And it is such a shame to see that halted and stalled and stopped and start, you know. it's It was going to be a bumpy ride. It, it was almost like where Spurs are because of the type of club he's come into. And he's never really come into a club like that before that's maybe so low on confidence and so needing players, he almost needed that 18 months you only get from him just to get us to somewhere where he needs to be. So, um, you know, but but so far from what, what, what I've seen of him, Rick, I love him. I absolutely love him. I love what he was doing. Look at a player like Davis. You know, he was one of those players where you was going, oh, not Davis, to in just a few games, oh, Shit, Davis is out. Like, you know, and if you can be a manager that can turn a player around to do that, then that that's special. That's that's really good. There's players in that squad that aren't for turning. It's they're, they're almost like Maggie Thatcher in it. The lady's not for turning. And you know, Delhi, forget it. He needs to go for him and for us. Undembele. You know, he just doesn't want to do it. So you can go. Bergvine, you know, there's talk of him going in January. He's not seeing something now that's going to get on board with with Conte. Like like I said to you, when Conte came, he's almost like a receiver coming in to, or an auditor coming into a bankrupt uh, business or a business that's going down the toilet, if you pardon the pun. And <laughs> he sort of comes in and, and goes, right, you know, you're an asset to this company. You can stay. You, not so much. You can go. We need to get rid of you in the fire cell. So I, I like what he's doing. Everybody's got to step up to the Conte level. He is, he's the cream at the club at the moment. The ball have to. The board have to meet his expectations and his his standards, and the players do as well. So as long as everybody's on board and brings themselves up to Comte's level and expectations, then we, we can go places and we can get things done. You know, it's interesting, Rich, obviously, since you've uh, been discussing it there, what you're saying about Conte, is that we've just seen Chelsea uh, draw against Everton. And uh, the irony is now that Spurs, again, this is typical me putting the knuckles on it here, so I will apologise in advance for this, but um, should Spurs win those three games in hand, we're only three points away from that Chelsea team that many were tipping Ricks that were going to win the league, potentially. And it just shows you in football, you know, just, you know, Chelsea have been, I think, over the course of the last few weeks, have been looking very, very dodgy. I'm not just one minute saying, you know, that um, we're a better team than Chelsea or, you know, but it just shows you that, you know, if Spurs can get themselves together, pull themselves together, they've got a really good opportunity here of trying to get into that top four, haven't they? With the right addition maybe in January. They've got a great opportunity. But exactly what... Uh, crackers were saying there. Conte is he's risen the level, he's risen the bar, um, and he's risen the expectation on the players themselves. I remember when Poch turned up. The first, as soon as Poch turned up, I remember there was an article that came out that said, for the first time in ages, that um, we're not going to judge the manager. You know, the judgment's going to go on the players. You either step up or you step off. Do you know what I mean? And I love that straight away. 
um, with Poch. And I think that you, we, we saw that. We saw that with his kind of mix and match play with the midfield. You know, every season we had a pretty much a different midfield, you know. And um, he got rid of a lot of the dead wood. Right now, I think with the position that we was in before Conte turned up and the position that we're in now with him, the bar has risen. You know, Conte's taken that and he's been given assurances from Levy and the club that, all right, Conte, listen, if you come here, it's your way. You know, we're not even going to look at the highway. It's just your way. You tell us what needs to be done. And, mm-hmm. you know, from, from the moment that he turned up, I said that I trust him. I said, you know, if he plays Davies, Winks, you know, Doherty, Delhi, if he plays all these players, well, then he must trust them. Therefore, I trust them. Do you know what I mean? And I gave everybody a clean slate like that, you know. Um, and if he wants somebody gone in, in the same vein, Ricks, if, if he wants somebody gone and those players can't turn up in training as well as on the pitch on a Saturday, then unfortunately, you know, they've got to go too. However emotional it is, you know, I'm an emotional type of guy, you know. Like, I, I love our players, you know, they're part of family to us. You know, I think it's really yep. sad that, you know, what's happened to Delhi. You know, Delhi mm. couldn't have been a world beater. He was a hundred, between an 80 million and a 100 million pound player at one yeah. point. You know, he had the world at his feet. Yep. And, and the decline and the sink and the kind of you know, the titanic nature of what's happened with Delhi, I think is sad. Now, you know, I agree he might have to go, but I think it's sad at the same time, you know, because he was a boy, he was ours, and he fought for us, and he scored some dynamite goals. Yeah, and not just for one season, for a couple. I think you're right there, Rick. I think this is the thing as well. When I think we're allowed to be, you know, you're allowed to have an emotional connection with some of those players, even if you do feel it's the right time to move on. You know, there's people that are still, you know, like Harry Winks, he's a Tottenham born and bred guy, and why not? But you can still also appreciate when sometimes maybe it's the right time for a player to move on. You know, Absolutely, for me, I just yeah. I just wish, you know, Ndombele cared as much as Winks does about the club. That would be my situation for me. You know, I think Ndombele's got all the ability in the world, but we're four managers in now. When are we going to see it? And that's the ultimate frustration. And again, you just look at that Spurs squad and we do know there's a need to, you know, rejuvenate it. There's a need to move players on. There's a need to move players in. Um, But I think everybody now feels that for the first time in a long time that, you know, there's a manager that you can connect with. And Mm -hmm. I've never seen everybody so together. And that's been a thing that, you know, since Pochettino and, you know, Richie all noticed as well, you know, we had that real bond and connection with Poch where you almost felt like we were all going in the right direction. It does feel like that with Conte now that, we all know we're going through, again, we use that term painful rebuild. But at the same time, we know that at the top of that tree, there's the right man in charge to lead us. And I think, again, mm. that was massively questioned with the likes, of course, of Jose Mourinho with Nuno. But I think there's no doubt now that we know there's the right man in place. It's always been like Rich, you said before, will he get that back in to enable him to take the club forward? Well, you would certainly hope so, wouldn't you? And I would think there would have had to have been some assurances, um, you know, massive assurances and not let's see where we are and, you know, COVID's like affected finances and this and that. You know, there's, there's money around that club, but there's also, there's a loan system as well. So, you know, we might be able to loan one out, bring one in on loan and then you've not really sort of, I know you've got the wages and that, but finding the fees 
for these players. And, you know, if you're a player anywhere around the world, you come and look at those training facilities, you come and look at that stadium, you come and look at the whole setup, you come and look at playing alongside uh, and under Conte, it's got to be an attractive option now, hasn't it? It's got to be a really, really attractive option. I mean, I'm not picking on Arsenal because they are Arsenal, but I am picking on Arsenal because they are Arsenal. If you come to London and meet with Arteta and look at their stadium and their training facilities and then come to us, mm-hmm. there's only one yeah, place you're no, going. There's no, there's no decision. There's just, and that's not being no biased. Place. That's just being yeah, honest, that, right? Yeah. That's just being honest. Same yeah. like, you know, Chelsea may be a little bit different because mm-hmm. Tuchel's a good a good manager and the stadium's, you know, in pretty good nick and they've got a good training ground now. And they've had the so, history of trophies. Uh, exactly. But yeah. like, go to West Ham. It's an athletics stadium where you sit 3.8 miles away from the pitch. And, you know, the training ground's a load of porter cabins cobbled together. <laughs> you ain't going to play there, are you? You can look at that. You're going to go you off your edge. You've seen what Tottenham are doing and what they've got. So, you know, and like you say with Conte, if Conte turns around tomorrow and says, you know what, Doherty's my boy. I like what I'm seeing from him in training. He's pulling up trees. And do you know what? I don't much fancy Harry Kane. Harry don't want to be here. So Harry's out the door January and I'm playing Doherty. I'll, I'll go, all right, then. I'll be a little bit, really? Okay. Yeah. But, but you're, Antonio, you're Antonio Conte. Like, mm. you know, what do yeah. I know? You're working with these people every day. You're seeing what's, you know, what what's in them as players and what's in them as people and not their ability and their passion for the game and their want to play for Spurs. So, you know, if he doesn't see that in Kane and wants him gone, see you later. And if he sees it in Doherty and wants him to stay, fine. And I think every fan has to give uh, Conte that chance to uh, you know, to 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 prove that he was he was right, and you know the board does have to back him. They they hundred percent have to back him because everybody's in this same uncertain boat at the moment with finances and what's what with you know with with games being played with stadiums full of people and that. So let's see, it'll be an interesting January window, but we have to back him. And I tell you what. Conte, I don't think, is the type of man that will be wheeled out in a press conference and go, oh, no, I, like, there was nobody that I really oh, wanted. Oh, could you imagine that with Conte? <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. He's going to turn no. around and he's going to go, like, listen, until these clowns upstairs get their act together, like, yeah. you, ain't got, you ain't got a football mm. club, see you later, I'm off to, like, wherever. So, yeah. like, he, he's, he's just not going to stand it. And if that happens, Daniel's in the madhouse. He's yeah. in big, mm-hmm. big trouble. Big, big trouble. If Conte walks, he's, oh, well, he's I think got that, nowhere that, to go. I mean, that exposes the ball, doesn't it? And we've said that before. Oh, I mean, massively. That, that massively exposes the ball. And I think yeah. like, the one thing with Conte is that you will get, as Rick has said, you know, that, that emotive side, the honesty with Conte. Mm. Um, he's not here to mess around. I thought what was making me laugh is after that NS Mora game where he came out, he's only in the job uh, 14 days. He went, uh, I'm happy to stay. You think, oh my God, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're 18 months in here. Don't do this to me now. You can't leave already. Someone packed up the doors. 
Yeah. Someone take the shackles. I think like Lee said, take the shackles off Mourinho and put them on Conte. Don't let him go. <laughs> exactly. Um, we have to always get a prediction. You know, we're tempting fate here, right? We've done this the last three games about getting a prediction for a game and it's subsequently <laughs> gone, been postponed. But uh, Liverpool is just finishing as things stand. Liverpool are free went up against Newcastle United. They're in the last two minutes of stoppage time there. There's been no reports on any injuries. Um, but again, we have to emphasize that... Um, when you're listening to this show, if it's on your Friday, well, on your Friday morning commute or on your walk or wherever you choose to listen to the show, again, circumstances may well have changed. Let's start with Jake on this. Jake, let's come to you. Um, prediction, if this game does go ahead with the current players that we know are available, maybe based on what we said earlier when we heard about that, uh, the suspect 11 that was going to play against Leicester, potentially from the standard. Do you think Spurs have got any chance against Liverpool at the weekend? Well, I mean, I, I don't know what Liverpool's situation is. I think I saw, did somebody say that there was like four cases at Liverpool or something? So they, they've had I, I think they've had a few cases as things stand. Again, when this show goes out, that may it may well have obviously gone up or yeah. obviously circumstances change. Because, I mean, it sounds like actually if we were, if it was more Leicester than us tonight and Liverpool played tonight, there's a good chance that we are playing. And I didn't expect that, to be honest. But I think it might be a good chance. You've also got to think that what is it Thursday now and this game is Sunday, so there might be more players that we have back. We don't know. We could be back to full strength, even though obviously our full strength isn't what he really describes as full strength, but it's as best as we've got. Um, I think, I, but you know, we we would have rested. We've had a big advantage having the rest as long as we've had time to train. I I would I I would say we could go two all. I think it'd be mad for them to not score, but I think if we're up when our tails are up and we've sort of had a bit of a rest and again, we've got Conte, it just makes such a difference. You almost feel like you're getting an extra, I don't know, it's like maybe an extra, a, almost a goal a game or something that you would never yeah, have yeah. got before. Just for that for, for sort of willing it in or maybe if he sort of just offers you sort of just, you get maybe half a point push on just because you've got him that he's just Conte pushing you over the line. Yeah. I think that's it. I, I, so... What I will say is this, whether the season goes ahead or not, I know you just want the prediction, but I will say what's happened and to make it with the government issues and not what's so annoying is actually the Premier League are doing more than the government are doing because they're actually shutting stuff down. They're actually cancelling stuff, whereas the government is sort of allowing the Premier League to take control of it, just like they're sort of suggesting pubs, restaurants and us, that we sort of, you know, Mm. work from home, but do our parties. They're sort of, making yeah, us yeah. sort of make up our own rules yeah so the premier league are actually doing something knowing i guess they're not getting that sort of any sort of backing so the premier league i have to, have to say fair play to them even though mm. they've been doing it sometimes it's been late and they should have shut it down if leicester and Tottenham both wanted it to be cancelled yeah. i should actually say that it's pretty good of them to take it into their hands with the money they're losing to go ahead to mm. say we should cancel it but i do think the game i could therefore go ahead and i think we'll i'll go to all to all and I okay would, I'd be so happy with that because I dread to think what would have happened if we had Nuno there. I don't want to think about it. It makes me shudder. I don't want to think about it. You might want to postpone yeah. it for another couple of years if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's rather, go Yeah, I'd rather down a pint of what I just put down the toilet rather than watch Nuno against Liverpool, to be honest. <laughs> Let's come round to Rick's. Uh, Rick's, obviously, um, subject to this game going ahead, we understand it's now a confirmed result. Uh, full-time Liverpool 3, Newcastle United 1. Routine, as we probably would have expected them to brush aside Newcastle. What's your thoughts going into this weekend, Rick? Obviously, not really knowing 
um, what the squad is. We know Antonio Conte will hold a Zoom press conference on Friday at 1.30. He will bring us up to speed on just where Spurs are at in terms of um, availability of players, not naming names, but giving us some indication of just how the week has gone. Bear in mind, we've had a game, another game postponed. How do you see it playing out, Rick? I mean, it's, it's, it's less of a score prediction and more of a prediction of whether it goes ahead or not sort of thing, isn't it? So, we get both of you on, Rick. Yeah, give us, oh, give us both of them. Tease us. So, <laughs> so um, I think it probably will go ahead. I think we, we was ready for this evening. And if their cases are low, uh, Liverpool's cases are low, then I think there's... It's, and they've played tonight. So I think there's more chance of, of it going ahead than not. And the score prediction... I, you know what? You know me and the viewers and the listeners will know I, I never really back Tottenham to lose. Can't can't do it. Won't ever do it. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Don't care. Don't at me in all of the palavers. Don't care. Don't, you know, comments. I don't care. 2-1 Tottenham. All right. And um, last thing as well, I just just to jump on what on, on the back of what Crackers was saying there, you know, Conte turning up has made us an attractive club again, you know, and uh, Parachichi up there dealing with the transfers, them two as a partnership, you know, uh, you know, we've got, we, we've got Batman and Robin there going on and, and it has made us attractive to uh, big players coming in. Now we can kind of go to Vlahovic who, who has said he doesn't want to go to the Gooners, you know, the agent has stopped taking calls from the Gooners um, inquiring about Vlahovic. Um, and there was a player, I can't remember the player's name right now, but he came out a few days ago who advised Vlahovic to go to Tottenham and work under Conte. So there are these, you know, we have become attractive again. And I think January, with the free market as well, I don't know whether you, you guys have seen the, the boys that are on the free list right now, or you can speak to them from January for the summer. But, you know, even Dybala's up there, you know. So, Frank, you know, we're after Kessie. You know, Kessie's mm. uh, yep. uh, contract is ending real, real soon. Yep. Um, in, insignia, there's there's a couple there. There's, yep. there's a couple there that we that are real quality where mm. we could get them on a free, which helps us, do you know what I mean, attract. You know, we've got Conte there, Paratici. You know, if we, if we spend on Vlahovic and get Dybala on a free, I mean, come on. I mean, come yep. on. You know, Agreed. so uh, I think the future's bright under Conte, and uh, I don't think he would have anything less than a two-one win on Sunday against Liverpool. Come on, Spurs! Come on! I love it. I love that passion. Uh, Rich, come over to you. There's uh, comments here that are saying at the moment as things stand, Liverpool. Um, Virgil Van Dyke, Fabinho, Jones, all testing positive for COVID nineteen. Mm. Um, and obviously, I mean, people pick up on the fact that you know Liverpool have played tonight. Obviously, being this is a Thursday evening. Spurs have been off obviously the last couple of weeks. You obviously said earlier about your um, your fear about the lack of match fitness, mm. but people are saying that maybe Spurs having that freshness will help them against Liverpool. How do you see that plan out, Rich, for you at the weekend? Does that benefit us anyway? Well, firstly, Rick, Ricky thinks that Paratici and uh, Conte are, are Batman and Robin. Does that make Steve Hitchin the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few more names for him, Rich, that Henry Broadcast will now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not looking forward to January, is he? Because he hates no, no. the transfer no, window, no. doesn't he? No. But, uh, yeah, enough about him. Maybe it was but... a riddle. Maybe it's a riddle, Rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? You never know. Good. 
could well be. It could. Sponsored <laughs> the, um... by Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> DC, Batman's DC. That's powdered it's milk in it, Marvel. That's how old I am. <laughs> oh, uh, listen, it's it's tough, Rick, because like you say, we're we're fresh as daisies. Maybe we don't know what you know what the fallout from being ill is, and if they're still feeling the effects of it. Some of the players fit enough to play, but not quite a hundred percent. Liverpool played tonight, so could be tired. But then they've got momentum, which we haven't because we haven't been able to build any. So it's it's difficult to see, isn't it? Can Liverpool go again after playing tonight, then play Sunday? You know, it suggests that they would. The momentum will be greater than their, than their, their tired legs. So, mm. uh, you know, uh, Virgil van Dijk out is a huge loss mm. for them yep. at the back. But then it's only a huge loss. If Kane can all of a sudden scratch something out and, and yeah. get the goal, but he, he has, you know, he has, been, he has been trying, he's been playing. I'm not buying into this. He's, he's not, at, not at it. He is. He just can't get one together at the moment. He can't get one to go in. If he does, he's off and running again. You know, Shearer had this just before Euro 96. Couldn't it? Cow's ass with a banjo, and then all of a sudden gets in Euro '96, gets gets one, and away he goes. So that's what Kane needs. He ju- he just needs to get one. He m- he might get one on Sunday because like Virgil Van Dyke wasn't there. Yeah, uh, it's you know it, it's all over the place at, at the moment. It's so hard to make any predictions, isn't it? Like there's no you've got no chance of doing an acker at the moment, have you? Really? Oh no! Like pulling off you got a, a, you got an acker to predict what games are going to be off. I reckon that's yeah. a good acker. <laughs> exactly. It's like pinning a tail on the donkey. Personally, I don't think it it goes ahead Sunday. I think we'll end up with this circuit break, fire break, call it what you like. Um, you know, and just sort of draw back because there's games that have fallen over already. Um, I think I think we can maybe hopefully get a draw out of it. I'd be absolutely delighted with a win. I'd be really pleased with a draw. Yep. Um, if everything goes to form, it suggests that we that we don't get anything from from the game. But there's so many variables at the moment. I. I I hesitate to use the word variants there and var- yeah. variables instead. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I'll, ta- I'll take a draw now. I'll snatch your hand off for a draw now, a one-all draw. Mm. And you like mm. the thing, which for those 45 games we've got now, we might have a chance of winning the thing. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, I mean, was we we 4.30 kick-off on Sunday? We are. It's subject yeah. to being the LC for yeah. UK for our UK okay. That is 4.30, so, yep. So we're all done by 7pm. Then maybe mm. we can just get ourselves up to uh, up north and... Uh, you know, play one of the abandoned, one of the uh, games that's been postponed up there, maybe kick off at 10, 11 p.m., get that done, come back down Sunday, and then maybe we can play Brighton. We just drive through the night on like a tour bus, and then we can play like Monday lunchtime versus Brighton, and, you know, we can get all these games done and out the way in just like 24 hours maybe. I mean- I've got a feeling if this doesn't work out, we might have to have like a big FIFA. T- it's one for the kids. It's a big FIFA tournament where the players actually players themselves on the game virtually <laughs> against you know these teams to kind of get the result. I just hope we've got some good FIFA players in the camp. Play via Zoom. Let's play via Zoom. 
that's, we'll watch that instead. We'll just watch that instead. Yeah, we'll still be yeah. bemoaning Winks for passing backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I tell you, I what, love the I fact see... that I do. I did enjoy the fact that um, Winks was one of the players that didn't get COVID. I was like, he passes side to side. Even his te- COVID test wasn't positive. Like nothing about him. <laughs> poor bloke. I tell you, I tell you, it's um, you know, poor you old at, Winksy. Poor old Winksy. He always gets it, doesn't he? In the neck. And uh, like I say, what's crazy there on the screen there from Simply Ages says, if we beat Liverpool. This is, the, this is the big if, right? If 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 we beat if. Liverpool, win all of our games in hand, we'll be three points behind Liverpool potentially. And I've joked about Spurs winning the thing. You know, I think Sam, we're still for the quadruple lads. You know, we're still in all four co- competitions until Europa <laughs> tell us tomorrow that we're out the conference. Ricky, league. Ricky, you know my aunt. Oh yeah. yeah. If if she had balls, <laughs> she'd be my uncle. If I mean, you know, if, if, if you know, if. Oh, let let's see, crazy Leicester won the league not so long ago. So like crazy things, it's the Premier League. Mad yeah. things happen. Mad, yeah. mad things happen. You know, if if we went on to win this league this year, everybody would go, yeah, but like, come on, <laughs> you know, it was a it was a terrible like, you know, it was all skewed. I'm still celebrating it like mad. Don't worry about that. I'm drunk for the year. I'm it, just like uh, I'm. I'm taking it. That's 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 the, that's the W, isn't it? I think it's funny as as, as, uh, as this show's going. We're just getting different uh, you know suggestions here. Craig Deerman on the screen says LOS, a new acronym. <laughs> listen while one shits. So I say we'll we'll try it, Craig. You know, listen with, with, with the lack of with the lack of games we've got. Who knows what we've got coming up on the last one on Spurs? You know, I'll tell you. I'll be back next week. You know, I, I laughed with Jason about this show turning into a golf podcast. Yeah, you know, the way it's going, this might end up being golf, and Jason might have to revamp it with Tiger Woods, and I will be gone for good. Uh, like I say, you know, like I say, Ricks and Crackers, and you guys can take the guest slot, Jackie, Jackie, if you like, and I'll go for good. My wife will be delighted. Um, but, you know, we've had a flurry of listeners that obviously have come on since the games have concluded. So um, it's only right for me to take a step back, go for a break. Taking you into this break, you're going to hear from um, our listeners on audio. It's from uh, the great Dave O'Cop, who gives us his thoughts if the game against Liverpool is going to go ahead. I'm going to leave you in the hands of the very capable Mr Richard Cracknell, who has got another edition of his wonderful (laughs) shit quiz that is going to end the show to our delight and give us some light humour on the back of what's been a crazy hour and a half. So, like I say, (laughs) that's for our listeners and audio. I think it's going to be a difficult game at the weekend from Liverpool's perspective. Tottenham have... uh, Improved a lot since Antonio Conte came in. I think they're a lot more compact and difficult um, to break down. And I think to their credit too, they're less reliant on Harry Kane um, since Conte came in. I believe it's October since Spurs are beaten in the Premier League. And that is a, I suppose that's kind of a, a hallmark of Antonio Conte's teams. Difficult to break down, difficult to score against. And uh He's been true to his managerial style since he came in. I know after one of the games a few months back, he frustratingly said that he just didn't have the quality in the squad, but maybe that was to relieve some of the pressure on himself and the squad also. So I think Spurs have improved a lot. It's going to be a difficult game for Liverpool. Having said that, Liverpool have won seven on the bounce now and they're really starting to pick up momentum. As we know, Mohamed Salah is... You know, he's playing at a, another level that many thought that he couldn't even improve on his previous seasons because of the, the level he was at, but he has. He's taken it to another level again. And I suppose that's down to his, his hard work and his professionalism and his, his attitude and how well he looks after himself. So I think he's going to be difficult for Spurs to deal with at the weekend. And Liverpool overall, they've gotten um, a bit more 
how to say week in week out they can play the same team now a bit more they're playing Henderson Fabinho and Thiago in midfield and I think Klopp for a long time is trying to be figure out what's what's his best combination what's his best three and because I suppose Navi Keita has been injured he was left with no option really to go with that particular three for the last number of games so as a result of that they seem to have molded into the best uh, midfield trio at the moment for Liverpool um, you know, Fabinho's work rate and Henderson's and I suppose Thiago's ingenuity has given Liverpool the edge over other teams. Um, Liverpool have, you know, at the back they've been more solid, they've a few clean sheets recently and the front three are firing. Uh, Diogo Jota has, you know, he's he's added goals to the, side, to the front three. You know, Roberto Firmino is obviously a favourite under Jurgen Klopp but in the last couple of seasons, his goal tally has, has diminished. And that meant that we were a bit more reliant on Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. But now, Diego Jota is is con- contributing more. So I think that's going to be to Liverpool's benefit throughout the season. It'll be interesting now that Roberto Firmino is back in training. Who is he going to select? I suppose Jota is the form player and he'll probably go with him. Um, so I think Liverpool overall will probably have a little bit too much for Tottenham but it's going to be a difficult game for Liverpool I've no doubt Tottenham I believe they're three points off Champions League places with two games sorry but yeah with two games in hand so it just shows you know where they're going and I think that they're they're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season I know Man United are getting a little bit of a bounce at the moment under Ralph Ragnick but it wouldn't surprise me if Spurs finished ahead of them come the end of the season um, so yeah I'm looking forward to the game I think that you know I'm going to go with a 2-0 victory for Liverpool I'll go with Mohamed Saleh and Saidio Mane in this tie but I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs got something from the game either so I think Spurs are going in the right direction but I think it's fair to say that Liverpool are still that little bit ahead of Spurs and Spurs have a little bit more work to do to get to them levels so it'll be an interesting tie and uh, from my point of view hopefully Liverpool will uh, leave London with a victory. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey it's the shit quiz and uh jake i think this is your first time of experience experiencing this poor old ricky had this in the studio didn't you that time when we used to do uh oh oh when the spurs and ricky of course you've had this a few times as well so uh, uh i'm I'm making this the, the, the Ricky versus Ricky because I see oh, we've got no. two like Rickies that. tonight. Oh, but, no. but Jake's more than welcome to chip in if he knows the answers, okay? Oh, so no. uh, it, so we got because we've got two Rickies tonight, and you know I normally come up with a, like a shit title and work backwards from there, <laughs> don't I? So, you know, and I like to make my, my, uh, my, quiz, my quizzes tricky. Like to to Ricky, (laughs) tricky Ricky. I like that tricky Ricky. So the to Ricky shit quiz, to Ricky, tricky. I'll work it. I'll workshop it. I'll hire a space above a pub and workshop it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's the Turiki shit quiz, okay? So here we go. You have got 10 Ricky-based answers to questions, okay? Oh, Somewhere Christ. in there is Rick, Ricky, Rick, Rick, Ricky! All right, so we've got, we got all the... All the Rickies in there, okay? So somewhere in your answer is a Ricky. And oh. the first one to shout, shall I get you to shout your name out? To like... <laughs> Ricky! <laughs> uh, right. You don't okay. get anymore. I know Rick, you're the same. You don't get Ricky anymore like that anymore because it's so old now. No one even remembers the extent. I feel so bad. Rick, do you find that? You know, he was on the cast as well. Do you find it's less and less now you get that Bianca Ricky? Bro, uh, listen, I've had it. I had it. Growing yeah, up, and as time. soon as I hit the show, I had it. I had it again. Yeah. And I tell you what, even even before we go into this, I'll give you a quick, quick story. God. There was every single woman in the square. All right, in Pat's um, living room at one point. Pat was in there as well. Right, Bianca's in there. Uh, everyone, all of them, Stacy, the lot of them, all the women are in there. I can't remember why. Somebody's Hindu, and you know, I'm there with I can't remember another character. I'm going to get him to strip for the, for the stag do. That's the scenario. But anyway, we're in the set, which is the kitchen. All of the women are, are in the front room. I'm there in the kitchen waiting to be called on. And I'm there, you know, and I'm having a chat with the other guy. We're cracking on. You know, there's a lot to do in that scene. So we're like, we're not even listening, really. We're just cracking on. And then supposedly the director's called me a couple of times. But I haven't heard it. I've, I've stayed chatting. And then Bianca went, Ricky! And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, it was the first time I had the actual Patsy shout out Ricky. Rick, for me. Like that. And I couldn't believe it. I ran in. I went, you know what, Pats? If anyone, if anyone can do it, I went, it's you. I'm you. here. What do you need? I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> that exclusive from exclusive. Ricky. I absolutely love that. Oh, that Brilliant. Brilliant. Love, Love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to the quiz. If you want to answer Ricky Sachs, you have to shout Sachs. Okay. Ricky Norwood. Like I am back in school. If, Jesus. If you if you wish to answer, I was going to get you to say Norwood, but I'm going to get you to say Ricky. Okay. Right. If you wish to answer. So it's Sachs or Ricky. Jake, you can just jump in with Jake because, like, you know, <laughs> Thank you. Me, me, me and you are Yan and Jake. So, like, we, we're not involved in this. All right, so don't oh. forget, every answer has a Rick somewhere in it. Okay? Oh, my God. So, Here we go. question one. Uh, he played the scientist dad in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Ricky? Um, uh, uh, damn it, it's gone. Oh, no, I've got a part. Gone? Oh, God. It's, um, Mr. Sachs, any idea? Uh, he played Rick, the scientist. Rick, Rick something. Rick something. Yeah, Rick something. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> he done. He done the. Oh, bloody hell! Oh. I can sit. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Rick, Go is it Rick Moranis? Hey, he's got it. Yeah. Well done. Well done. All right. Oh. One point. One point to Mister. Oh, Moore. I would have been here all night. I would have been here all night. I would have been into that Liverpool game in uh, in, in 2025. <laughs> Question two for you. Okay. Uh, a town in Hertfordshire, about five miles away from Watford. Sachs. Go on. Bill Ricky? No. Jake. Jake. R Rickmansworth? Yes, oh Jake. My God. <laughs> Get in there, Jake. I've always said my drug was horrendous. There's that proof. Not Bill Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> 
Question three. Okay. <laughs> he played Arthur Chubb in EastEnders. Oh, Ricky? That was me. <laughs> Ricky Norwood. I played Arthur Chubb. I was there going, I know him. I know him. Number four. Scored the winner in the 81 FA Cup final replay. Jake Sachs. Oh. Jake. Jake. Ricky Villa. Yes. Oh. Jake's in. Get in there, Jake. As, as it stands, Jake's winning the Ricky competition. Who are we scoring? <laughs> Subs up, did it? Subs up the way this show's going. Oh. Question five. A rebound, bounce, or skip off of a surface? Jake. Jake. Oh, Ricky. Oh, Jake. Ricochet, yes, Jake. Jake smashing the Ricky quiz. Oh. Can you believe it? It's scenes, absolute scenes. How spursy for you, Ricks. Oh, I can't make it up, can you? Typical. Number six, okay. Sang never going to give you up in 1987. Oh, oh, Rick Jake. Uh, Ricky, I had there first. Rick Astley. Rick Astley, yes. <laughs> well done. Number seven. Uh, scale used to measure the power of an earthquake. Ricky, Richter scale. Richter scale. Well done, Ricky Norwood. Bringing it back. Bringing Coming it back. back. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Number eight. Okay, three more to go. Number eight. Comedian and star of The Office. Oh, Jake. Oh, Sachs. Sachs, I had. I had to tell you, Ricky Gervais, oh, David Brent. Okay, Ricky David Brent. Gervais. Okay, right, there we are. Got that one. Uh, number nine. Sang Living La Vida Loca in 1999. Ricky. Oh, uh, Ricky. <laughs> oh, Ricky. Oh, no, uh, no going to move it on, Sachs. I'll move it on, move it on. Ricky Martin, of course. Ricky oh, Martin. Yes. Goodness. And finally, played over 200 games up front for Southampton in 11 caps for England. Oh, Ricky? Was it Ricky, Ricky Lambert? Ricky Lambert, oh. yes. Right, so we got uh, Ricky Norwood got one, two, three, four, five. Well Get done. In. Jake got one, two, three. Well done. And Mr. <laughs> Sachs got uh, one, two, two. So there you go. So Ricky is the winner. Well done, Ricky. Come on. Come on. Doing it for the Rickies. Come well, on. I'll tell you. If, you know, if people thought there's no games being de- being depressing or being off, what, what's this? this is, you know, the amount of, like, I say the love, like I say, from these shows is just incredible. Um, listen, guys, Rich, thank you as always thank for you. giving us the love, giving us the, uh, like I say, the confidence, the belief that there's still so much to play for this season. Even there's no games mm. on, but we're still going to enjoy it as much as we can. Um, can you tell us, Rich, what's come up in your diary when you're back over here in the new year? Uh, hopefully over back in February and then um, all uh, the end of February, all through March and into April. And uh, so far confirmed is Chrissy Waddle in uh, Bedwars down in South Wales. Uh, the Allen Cousins at Dartford FC in April, uh, in in March, sorry. Uh, Glen Oddle in Hereford in April, but that's a sellout. Um, and yeah, one or two others just to be confirmed 
as well. So uh, watch this space at Mr. Cracknell on the socials. And uh, I'll put up the posters for all these nights all around the country. You've got Dan in Leatherhead and Chessington, Dartford, Gloucester. Sounds like a train line, doesn't it? Wales. Um, I'm also over in Limavadi as well with Chrissy Waddle and hopefully Dublin uh, restrictions permitting. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get back over and we've got, you know, got some shows on the go. Uh, you know, for myself and for Jake doing a bit of comedy there and for Ricky doing a bit of theatre and film and, mm. you know, but we can all get together and go to football and have a few beers and just all be, you know, all be all be together again. But in the meantime, yeah. like while this is all going on, just everybody keep safe and well and look after your family and friends and, you know, the old girl that lives over the road and make sure she's got a bit of milk and bread. And uh, yeah, you know, just have a good Christmas, everybody. Oh, Rich. Um, I must say, Rich, these um these Legends Nights, and I'm not just saying this, they make wonderful Christmas gifts, don't they? You know, cut yeah. for those. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. I'd say it's a really nice Christmas present. I have to bear that in right. mind. If you're, if you're really un, if you're really unsure, like I say what to get your old man like me. You know, I think cut the you know cut the tickets to the Legends Nights. Almost like a perfect gift. Oh, links, links, Africa, sure, pair of socks, sure, some M&S underwear, sure. But like, you know, Dad's going to breeze through them and he's going to go, oh, yeah, thanks, son. Thanks, like, you know, daughter. Thanks for getting two tickets for a night, like night out. Come and meet your old legends from like the 80s and 90s and everything. You get to meet them and get some, a couple of bits signed and a selfie and hear some great stories. Mum, Dad's gonna love it, like you know. So uh, yeah, a few of Legends Crack- Nights tickets. Crack- crackers, who's been, who's been your favourite cracks? I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot like that, but is, is there a favourite guest or a favourite story over, oh, over the from the past? It's uh, do you know what, Ricky? It is so difficult to to pick. It it, it really is. I mean, Stevie Perriman, nine hundred like oh, games for Spurs. It's just stories for days. I mean, all or of him. Uh, you know, Chrissy Waddle has some brilliant Gaza stories. Glenn was my idol growing up, and there I am sat on stage interviewing him. Uh, Ledley's brilliant as well. Ledley's got some great stories, and you know, he's a sort of he, the mud's barely dry on his boots, you know, mm, from, yeah, from yeah. playing. And there he is, like, you know, out sort of meeting the people and. Mabs, Gary Mabber, you know, is a fantastic ambassador for the club and the stuff that he does. Ne- you know, Rick, nearly, uh, he's up to nearly 4,000 phone calls to oh, like, Spurs it. fans yeah, and, uh, you know, phoning vulnerable and elderly fans and just making sure they're okay. He's, in- yeah. he's incredible, you know. Ozzy and Ricky that I work with, World Cup winners, like, you yeah. know, so all of them, uh, incredible. Clive Allen, Clive Allen's mum was pregnant with him when she attended the 61 Cup final that won us the double. Mad. You know? So so Clive Allen went went to Wembley when we won the double in 61. And there he is. It was like, you know, the the assistant manager to to Harry when we was qualifying for the Champions League. I mean, what what Tottenham heritage that is, you know, Mm. because his dad, Les, was in the 61 side. Yes, you know it's incredible. Like you know, so I, Rick, I really can't pick one. They've all got their their great tales to tell. Even I think Rich, you, you didn't want to mention Holloway, didn't you? Ollie Holloway as well. I mean, I say someone like yeah, that, you know, carry yeah, like that. It's yeah. not all just Spurs, is it? It's the different no, variations that come your way. 
That's yeah, a yeah, break. yeah. Work, work with with most people, you know. Even some of the Arsenal <clears throat> boys I work with, you know, Ray Parler's a fantastic night. Uh, you know, <laughs> sorry I work with him, everybody, but a man's got to eat and put dinner on the table, you know, for the kids. <laughs> but you know, like any of these nights, if somebody that's played football is nearby you, even you know whoever they play for, go along because they're yep. never really. Like you know, really Tottenham centric or really Liverpool centric or like you'll, you'll find you've probably got a lot in common with what the stories they're telling, which aren't yeah, you? I presume. Yeah, there's you hear some great stories at, at yep. these nights. So even if it's not not somebody associated with it, like with Spurs, mm. go along. They're they're really really good nights. You'll have a fantastic night. You hear some great tales at them. So uh, yeah, if you if they've got a story to tell, I'll I'll sit and chat with them for an hour. There you go. Amazing. Jake, let's come around to you, Jake. Um, what's in the diary? What can you tell us? Where can we find your dulcet tones? Where can we find you <laughs> doing all this comedy apart from uh, us watching you or hearing you having a piss? <laughs> <laughs> I will be on toilets and comedy clubs up and down the country. <laughs> I'll take the microphone with me. Brilliant. But, um, I mean, if everything goes to plan, then I'm on tour with... Um, Jack D and Michael McIntyre and I'll be doing stuff with Kevin Bridges next year. Nice. If it all goes to plan, then, then that's the aim. I've just recorded some stuff for Comedy Central, which will be out early right. next year. So Fantastic. Follow me on Brilliant. socials and I'll, I'll give it a share and you might hopefully <laughs> see me in the uh, see me at, at Spurs as well. Oh, fantastic. I say, uh, Jake, well, listen, we're getting on you plenty, well, hopefully getting you on plenty this season if there's hopefully games to talk about. And I say, we'll be, uh, we'll be mentioning that, of course, throughout the season. Lovely to have you back on, Jake. Always a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I've pleasure. asked for your vinyl for my office as well. Uh, oh, so well, I'll listen. get one of them fitted, so. Fantastic. <laughs> Don't I think, leave the screen. As Kev G says there, Toilet Tour 22 be lovely. <laughs> that that'll, be fa- that'll be fantastic. And uh, Rick's, of course, coming around to you. Of course, it's brand new film out. We've had a, you know, a flurry of new listeners listening since uh, we last gave it a mention. Rick's, tell us about this film. Come on, tell us where we can find it. I've watched it. My wife loved it. It, was a, it is a real good Christmas special. Um, well, it, it is called The Princess Switch 3. It is on Netflix right now. It's a Christmas movie, but it's wrapped up with a whole heist that goes on in between it, which you know, I'm, I'm, I'm involved in as well. There's lots of hijinks, there's a, loads of stunts, there's loads of pretty cars and helicopters and princesses and, ah, oh, there's loads of madness going on all at the same time. Great Christmas film to kick off the Christmas season. So if you haven't jumped into Christmas films yet, it'll be a great one to kick it off. So yep. it is out now, it is there throughout December and it will probably be there forever really, but it, it also stars uh, Vanessa Hudgens who was in High School Musical and she just done a tick tick boom uh, boom, which was uh, the Rent musical film. She done she's done loads. She's done loads, and she's phenomenal. So um, yeah, check it out, check it out, check it out. It'd be much appreciated if you check it out and support. And um, yeah, let me know if you enjoy it. Let me know if you don't. I I, I was never I was ne- I was never there. I was just I was just it was green screen. It was green screen. I must also say, uh, Rick's obviously in number two as well. So if you haven't haven't seen number three yet. Go and watch number two first, right? And then come watch number three. Come watch them both. Yeah, I literally thought you were talking to Jake about number twos then, but no. Yes, I was. In- <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was, I was switch two as well. Uh, there's three movies, so um, I wasn't in the first one, but I was in the second one and in the third one. So check it out. There's a trilogy. If you haven't watched them at all, do it. Do one, two, go. and three, and just in, enjoy it while you're at home. 
Loki's onto that right now for you, Rix. He's loaded up the Netflix, as you see. He definitely will. He's on it right now. I can see him. He's he's gone onto his profile. Nice he's going straight onto it. So, um, for Loki's nice sake, one, Loki. for Loki's sake, we'll win there. Um, like I say, Rich, yeah. always a pleasure. Rix, as always, lovely to have you back on. I know you guys on very soon. And Jake, like I say, we're going to get you back on throughout the season as well, of course. Um, from Jan Vanagor of Hesselink, from Ricky J Norwood, <laughs> from Jake Lambert and myself, guys, keep safe, keep well. We will be back after Liverpool providing us a game to talk about. And as always, come on, you mighty Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. Come on. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.